The Chet Topic Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Pinkus. This is unscripted and in your face. All right, uh, boys and girls, gather around. It's time once again for uh, the show, which has drawn legions of fans from uh, coast to coast. No, that's not the program we're talking about. We're talking about unscripted and in your face with uh, Copic here, along with my good friend, uh, Mr. Jeff Pinker. We're going to begin the uh, the veritable laugh riot here momentarily, but we want to talk to you people in the Chicagoland area, in the suburbs. You know about the great tradition of American taxi. You know about the comfort, the cleanliness, the courteousness they've offered. You know, you can't buy the credibility that American taxi has. Take it from Copic. Take it from Pinker. You people in the suburbs. We use them. We use them. No doubt. We we use. We are not just spilling out hot air. We We're use not? American taxi. We're not. Yeah, we are. We get right down to it. <laughs> I mean, not here, but we will. Right. No, it's really good. And if and if you have, if you're a little overserved, you're out partying. Listen, is it worth a ten or twelve thousand uh, dollar you know DUI? Call American Taxi. They'll come. They'll pick you up. They'll show you pure respect. It won't rip you off. They have rates that are very reasonable to a hair and midway, and uh, they're good folks. So, oh, American Taxi, and why? And don't spend a hundred bucks on a limousine because they've got those nice. They, they, they've got those nice minivans now, where you can put a nice family in there. And spring breaks coming up. Chat next month. Spring break for a lot of families that are going to be going on uh, vacation. Check it. Like you go to Puerto Vallarta and other spots. So call American Taxi, and they're. And they are just awesome. You know, my daughter used to always make me feel guilty about uh, spring vacations. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, you know, she went to St. Ignatius, oh. you know, downtown, very proper, you know, True. Catholic school. True. Um, I'm a converted Catholic. You know, I, I would have sent my kids to public school, but my you wife... Converted just, to or from? Uh, I converted from Protestantism to Catholicism. Okay. But my wife insisted that our children had to go to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we sent... Tyler, my son, to Hardy Prep, mm-hmm. where they have little nine-year-old kids walking around in blazers, crests, oh, yeah. and, and, and clip-on ties. I, I used to sa- walk in. Did you give them sailboat lessons too? And you know, I, I, all I could think of was, you know, instead of offering English and math, I mean, why aren't they teaching, you know, uh, croquet? You but, know, you, but I mean, I, I, th- I thought it was so stupid and so contrived. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why I got divorced. Was I? I you know what? I, I paid for college. Just to get my kids to grammar school and high school. I can relate. I my kids until they were eleven and eight, they went to Chicago City Day, great school. And when you live in the city, unless you want to give your kids a knife or a gun, you don't send them to public school. So right. at, at that time, uh, you said Hardy Prep. I'm thinking there was like a Saint whatever. You know the the he there was there was Latin, there was Parker, Parker. Sh- Chicago City oh, Days, Major League Day. Then. Then, and my daughter's 23 years old, then, when I say then, so what is that, 19 years ago? And here's how they get you. They get you what they call JK, mm-hmm. Junior Finger Paint Kindergarten. That means the kid starts when they're four. Then it was like six or eight grand. I'm going back, folks, and you're absolutely right. You could go to the U of I cheaper today. You send those kids to Latin Parker, St. Ignatius today, it's over 20 grand for high school because each year was a bump in pay. And my kids were 11 and 8, 2 in school, losing my marbles. Making good money, spending it all on private schools, no bus service. The day that we decided to move, my kids, we had a carpool, my kids get out of a limo. What are you effing kidding me? Oh. You know, I'm sure they, they drive up, Dad, look, we're in this big caddy. You know, what? And they get out of this big, because the parents had a lot of dough, and they didn't have, have the time, of course, to 
spend with their children, and they hired Maurice, who drove the limo, <laughs> and my two kids jump out of the think it's the coolest thing in the why, world. Why do you have to go with the name uh, Maurice? That's the guy's I mean, name. That, that was his name. That connotates no, it doesn't. something racial. No, it doesn't. Have. Yes, it does. His name was Maurice. Tell me how many white guys you know named Maurice the guy happened to be Richard. The guy happened to be Hispanic. Okay. Wait, hold on. Just, you know. <laughs> a Hispanic guy yeah. named Maurice? Yeah, so there you go, right away. Assuming. I mean, no, doesn't he realize... Right away, folks. Uh, Jose. No. Fidel. See, now you're getting... Omar. No, sorry. Ozzy. Same as Maurice. I'm just telling you the truth. Hold on. I, I, I'm willing to bet you right now 100 bucks that if you go through the Chicago television... Or Chicago Telephone Television mm. guy. Oh, brother. <laughs> man, man, is this mm. thing, is this thing gonna hit the wall in a hurry? <laughs> if you go through the Chicago Telephone guy. Make fun of my friend Maurice. He was a hell of a nice if, guy. If you, if you can find one Maurice De Los Santos. Well. I, I will buy you dinner at Gibson's. Right, I'm gonna look for it now. I'm gonna absolutely look in the phone book and bring it in next week. So let me ask you this. Yeah. It was a few days ago we had all of this. Again, we were talking briefly last week about, um, you know, Walter Jacobson and Scott Lee Cohen, and we just alluded quickly. I told you Dave Savini with the kids. Don't you think that people today, we're talking about timeouts and play dates, don't you think we've gone soft? We just we get a few inches of snow, and right away they're closing the airport. I've had this beef for years. 500 flights canceled. Now, the thing was it came down very slowly. We may have gotten accumulation, but there was not any huge, like John Coleman would say, whoosh, okay, yeah, yeah. 12 or 14 or 16 inches, and right away we're, clo- we're closing school. I will tell you what happens. Having been in the television business, as a sports anchor for 11 Did years. Did they try to scare the bejesus out Indianapolis, of you? No, no, it's not them. It's not them. But having done it in Indianapolis, Channel 5 here in Chicago, it's what I call news director panic. The news director, see, once once you believe there's going to be something outside the norm. Outside like an earthquake? Then, then, then the weatherman really has no control over his own destiny. Because the news director or some flunky assistant news director will, will walk up and declare it's going to be the lead story. And it creates a mindset with a, with a weathercaster where he's got to go over the top. That's why, you know, when I, I live in the West Loop. We've mm-hmm. talked about that before. I live in a high rise. Mm-hmm. And the weather never really bothers me because I know that in my little small world, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to have any problems getting anywhere. No. But I'm telling you. Weather casters go into a panic mode because the people above them create a panic mode. I gotta tell you, I've always wanted to be a weather caster because what I would do, Jeff Pincus, I would probably, I'd be in the AA meetings too. I would, I would just, what I would do is I'd sit down, downstairs. Hi, I'm Pinker and I'm a weather caster. Hi, Pinker. Exactly. (laughs) I'd be drinking and I, what I would do is I would just, I would, uh, plagiarize everything Tom Skilling did. I would take him, I'd divide it by about three. Hey man, do you realize what Skilling is worth to WGN? This guy is a monster. Somebody, somebody told me that he is responsible responsible for, whether it's directly in his segments or other parts of that newscast. For the billing? Forget about Sepulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike is pretty good. Roan's a complete waste of time. The home run hitter who brings, who brings the dough is, is skilling. Because of the weather. And I've, I've heard this, that there is not a dollar for dollar more valuable weatherman in America than Tom Skilling. Mm. So help me, Al Roker. Well, th- that's what I would do. I would love to be a weatherman. I would. You know who's a great weatherman? Like Jerry Taft. He doesn't get excited over anything. I don't know what the news director says to him. He's just sitting around. Yeah, it's on so bad. We're going to have six or eight inches. It's all good. You know, tomorrow it's going to be. A I, I, I worked with Taft. I like Jerry Taft. And uh, and Taft is Taft is so laid back. I used to call him. I used to call him Dean Martin when we worked together. <laughs> because I was like, 
Well, hey, it's, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of these weathercasters. Like, I worked with a guy named Stan Wood in Indianapolis. He'd start putting his his temperatures up for 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 Terre Haute and Muncie at you know five hours in front of the oh, newscast. Oh God! Remember the guy? Taffy Taff was the kind of guy who would just kind of wander in and just kind of. Yeah. Uh, more, more often than not, he just kind of bluffs his way through. Remember the guy, and, I, and, and you're going to remember the name, Paul something. He came up, and he, used, he looked like a condom. Remember him? He was on Channel 2, Paul something, and then he was, came from Indianapolis. And then he came down here, and he started not the Weather Channel, but some like the Doppler thing. He did. He started Doppler radar. Paul something. He used to be look like a, he did look like a condom with the little boobies on the front. Now, how, Paul, how, the, how, how the hell was, was it a rib condom? Was it? Is that what I'm looking at, rib? I don't wear them, sorry. I, that's right, I don't know. You know, I've honestly got, I've never worn a condom in my life. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Lovey has. How many kids do you have? Good Catholic two, boy? Two. That you know of. You want, you want to know what bailed me out as a kid? I, I have no idea. I want to hear that. I'll tell you what, what bailed me out as a kid. Your hand. I had a low sperm count. I had a low sperm I, count. You know, I did too, as I a matter never, of fact. I never had protected sex. You know, it didn't make a dent. How we're talking did you about, know you had low sperm count? Did your father at 12 years no, old take it and check out your No, it's very simple because, because when I got married, I told Anna, you know, I, I was making, I wasn't making $12 million a year in Indianapolis, Not but I was yet. making enough dough that, you know, she yeah. didn't have to work. I said, let's concentrate on having a family. Okay. Well, seven years later, we figured there had to be something wrong. Right. So I had to get an operation. I, had, in, I did, too. Wherein they elevated my sperm count. I did, too. So that we could Motility and drive. I did, too. I did too. And that they really don't mess around with your with, with your with your pud. Uh, they go in your pud. They put you on local, and you you kind of it kind of feels like a little bit. Of, but, but I got to tell you, when I woke yeah. up from the from the surgery, the man, it was, it was a, great. It was the greatest feeling in the world. That's right. All I can say yeah, is two I nurses wish, rubbing I wish your Johnson every yeah. day. I wish every, well, every day. First of all, before they determined that my Johnson wasn't working, we had to go to the fertility clinic with a guy who. Who built himself as the father of fertility? Yeah, really a nice, you know, guy in his seventies, kind of hunched over, yeah. bright as he could be. And he was my. But you my had mom. to go. You had to go and to use the phrase. You had to go and whack off. You did. And in a know. jar. Except you know what happened to me once. I got to just tell you this. They take the right. They take you to a room. They give you a jar. You whack off. You, but it's it was hard then. And I always wanted to know why. You know why my ex-wife wouldn't come in and strip for me or do well, something. And they used to you give know, you really a ride. And but, at the time they give you magazines. Now they put on like DVDs. It's a true story. It's downtown on Michigan Avenue. And interesting. Interestingly enough, this guy who I think you're talking about was my mom's ob and he delivered me, and he turned into a, the biggest fertility specialist oh, in huge, Chicago. Huge. Okay, so I'm there one day, honest to God, and I've got the, like, I've got the, 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 the magazine in my right hand, and Mr. Johnson... What magazine was it? Uh, something filthy Field like street. at the time, not feeling like something like a hustler. But here's the thing, folks. Think about this. You got to hold the jar, boy, hold, hold Mr. Johnson. Boy, boy's life. <laughs> But then here's what happened. I spritzed wide left. I missed the jar. <laughs> I did. I went wide left. Okay? And then I come out there with nothing in the jar. And how humiliating you have to hand the jar to the nurse. Okay? Damn it. Oh, I used to okay. love that. Tr- I'll tell you why. But there's nothing in the jar. She said, because sir, there's nothing in the jar. I said, it's all over the carpet. The, the, the nurse. That's <laughs> true. I swear. Uh, I drove all the way from Buffalo Grove downtown on a Monday morning after I I spritz wide left and it was all over the carpet. I missed. All you had to do at that age was wait about an hour and you're ready to spritz again. No, you should have seen my wife. I mean, for all the power. You you know what I used to love? What was was embarrassing my wife when it was all done? I can't believe we had the same problem. Low sperm count. She would. you know, she'd have to wait, and you got to walk out. You got to carry the cup right. with with your jizz. 
and you feel like a you feel like a total schmuck. You to do, me. and and the nurses make you feel like a but, schmuck. But, exactly. So I would walk up to the nurse and go, "Hey, hey. not bad, huh, kid? <laughs> you ought to see me on a good day." Boy, thank God it was my first wife. I had no kids, you know. And then I'll tell you what happened. Then this is another. You know, remember? Um, and then what ended up happening was we didn't know that it was a little sperm count. Then my ex-wife at the time you know, was my wife at the time. She had endo metriosis or something which is a, a female thing yeah, okay yeah. which make and you know who her, the night you know who's the nicest guy in this business he's retired now and who was his roommate her roommate mary murphy mary matthew frank matthew's wife isn't that a small world he's the Remarkable. nicest guy that ever walked the face of this earth frank by the matthew. way how are you doing with uh oh wait well yeah we'll what, how am later. i doing with what the girls at facebook oh yeah pinker's girls at facebook yeah i I mean, we're, we're, I can't say anything. Well, it's no. it's not like you're it's not like you're busting at the seams with this right now. No, it's going I mean, well. I know you've been busy, and you know you're. I got the Jewish hooker coming on on February twenty first. Do you really? Yeah, I do. You know who that is? I can't mention her name. She's coming on the twenty first. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the girls on Facebook are going. That is well. the uh, that is the babe who is giving birth to a child as a surrogate. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, here we go. Uh, our good friend uh, Amy Dickinson. Amy Dickinson. We're talking a lot about Dickinson. Well, th- this is this is a good this is a good Dr. Pinker for us today. Okay. Uh, dear Pinker, I am a 50 year old single mother with two kids, 14 and 11. That means she's repressed already. I can tell. Okay. I have been separated for 10 years and divorced for eight. Mm-hmm. I moved into my parents' apartment building. Oh, that's got to be a joy. And have rented from them for seven years. Oh, that's got to be just wonderful. Yeah, that's um, nice. Nice there. Although there have been uh, trade-offs for my parents and for me, I can only imagine, mm-hmm. on balance, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Mm-hmm. I began dating for the first time since my divorce last October and met someone special. We are becoming serious, which means, bluntly, sex. Ah, sex. Finally. Uh, I am assuming it's best for all concerned that they know as little about my sex life as possible, but what about going away for a weekend this summer? How do mothers of teens and tweens handle their sex lives while guiding their kids on sexual responsibility? Is it enough to say that I have enough experience to make good decisions and they don't? Signed, Wondering. Dear Wondering, your kids are watching MTV. They're watching BET. They're watching VH1. They're watching, they're watching E! Entertainment. They know more about sex than you do. <laughs> and that's Ask the Pinker. <laughs> that's Ask the Pinker. You took it right out of my mouth. If these I'm kids lying, are, I'm dying. These kids are smarter than us. These kids know more about drugs. They know more about alcohol. They know more, more about sex. Look, I don't want to get graphic here, but I'll tell you what. These kids, many of them, and I've heard this, and I, and I didn't believe it at first. My son assures me, when they were 13 years old, on the way home on the bus, these many of these kids don't think oral sex is a big deal, and they're doing it on the bus 13 years old. Think about that for a minute, and it's true. They are very casual with sex today. Well, you know what? Um, better to be performing oral sex on the bus <clears throat> going home than getting banged in the back of uh, the old man's uh, caprice. Well, it's better. <laughs> I, 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 well, I mean, I mean if, it, right. if, if, if one night, one night only, if it was your daughter, oh, God. would you rather find out that she sucked off a guy in the school bus or got nailed in the back seat of a car. You got to go with those are the choices. <laughs> and death, hey, honey, and next death time, by the way, honey, death is not an option. Now, honey, the next time you know you have sex, make sure you suck him off in the car, <laughs> opposed to blowing him in the back seat. What kind of a choice is that? You know, I have a, you know, I just want to tell you, I have a very sweet. Well, yeah, you and know, I hate people brag on their kids, but I did. I, just, I have lovely kids. Leave it like this. They are I got a nice kid. Okay, leave it nice girl. 
No trouble, whatever. Matter of fact, I used to tell her, get in some trouble, have a party. I mean that. She was just a good kid. Not a nerd, good kid. She has a boyfriend. Never had a boyfriend. A lot of these kids today, they, uh, they hang in groups today. That's true. It's a big thing. They hang in groups. We go to prom in groups. It's a very, very prominent thing. She has her first real boyfriend. She's 22 years old. She says to me. She's 22 and she has her first real boyfriend? Yeah, she just never. Lindsay had her first real boyfriend when she was 13. Everybody's different. So these kids hang in groups. Everyone's got their own way today. But the point is. Of course, is Lindsay's me. also doing, you know, two to five in Pontiac <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, with the inmates. <laughs> but here's. Would you rather have her lick an inmate in behind oh, the bars? You see? Shut you up, see? You, you give me the. You, you just, moronic You beast. give me this bullshit of. I'm of, telling you, you of, know what? You know what? Listen to He gives. Hey, Dan. If, I, if I'm WYND, I tell you. I tell you to take a walk right now. Listen to him. He gives me. What would you rather have her do? Get banged in the back of a Caprice, or, or or get it on, give it on the bus? And when I say to him, would you rather have her behind the bars or in front of the bars? I'm a bad guy. Goes both ways, pal. No, 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 no. It doesn't. No, the, it doesn't. For this show to work, one guy has to be the villain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it. But anyway, she says, Dad, Mom, Dad, very blatant, very you know, because she came home for Christmas. I Sam's going to stay in my room. Is that okay? My wife. No, it's not okay. Why the but, hell not? Come on. Come on. She's an adult. She's 22. Uh, sneak in there at 3 in the morning. I, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know they're sharing the same bed. Oh, Pinker, you know what, man? You're yeah, you're Archie Bunker. What does Archie Bunker have to do? I'm not a racist like you are. What does Archie Bunker have to do with, I, uh, with that? Because that uh, Archie Bunker would say no. If, if, if my daughter, my daughter is 25. And, you know, I, I know Sorry, that she folks. has had sleep. Folks, you, you agree with me, right, I, ladies I know. and gentlemen? No, nobody, nobody in their right I mind guarantee agrees it. with you. I guarantee you they do. All right. Well, to be continued, yeah. once again, he is uh, Jeff Pincus, living large, uh, WYND, every Sunday at 5.30. 5, 5 p.m. Uh, try 5 p.m. Thank you. Hey, 5, 5.30. If you missed the first half an hour, don't worry. It's not like it's not like you missed, you know, the total eclipse of the moon. Uh, and I'm Chad Copic. We thank our uh, technical expert Dan Levy. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you in four days. So long, Peace, everybody. Peace, love, and rock and roll, and God bless American Taxi.